Mages of Mistralia. God dang it. I, well, hey, at least I didn't say Regalia. I almost said yeah. Regalia. It was... You're very close. Very I was close. very close to saying Regalia, too, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Mages of Mistralia. So, the way this game was pitched to, uh, I think, the both of us, I think we both, yeah. like, got that same email. Uh, it. I think they said something along the lines of uh, Zelda and... Harry Potter. Harry Potter <laughs> yeah, combined together makes mm-hmm. this game. Did it not measure up to that? Uh, no. Oh, no. man. Actually, actually, oh. oh this is Harry game, Potter, or? yes. Okay. Zelda, no. This is, this is not a Zelda-style game. There is no, like, dungeons that you're going to be going through. There are... Uh, Maybe they were like, excuse me, Snape. No, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even have that. But, uh, so I, I was a little skeptical about this game. Uh, I, I definitely uh, wanted to give it a fair shot, and I'm glad I did, because this game is actually... Uh, it surprised me. In many, wow. many, many ways, uh, it okay. is polished. It is well done. There's, there's only out of all the time that I've put into it, there was only one thing that was a detractor, and it wasn't even a big issue. Like this is an indie game; it got kickstarted, so I'm not gonna knock it too much. But I'm still gonna, you know, hold it up to you know a standard that it should hit, and it hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except for just one little thing. It was just the dialogue, the way it was written. It seemed like it should have went through a more professional translator. Uh, because this game was made, uh, I think, some, somewhere in Europe. Uh, definitely not made. <laughs> I, I don't so, know the Somewhere country. in Europe. You can narrow it down with that, right? Many in countries the there. The trenches. One of those countries. <laughs> non-English speaking countries. One of those places there's white people there, I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So uh, what genre are we talking? So it it is a... How to describe it? It's like a um, almost like a vignette. Uh, the camera angle is the Potter's Zelda at times side scroll uh, at most of the time isometric. It's it's like a kind of like God of War. How that camera okay. was anchored in a certain yeah. location. The older God of War games anchored at a certain location and would follow the character, but the ca- but the player never had control over Complete the camera. Control over it, yeah. So it is third person, but it is sort of raised and and pretty far away from your character so you're navigating through these levels but these levels are all interconnected into this bigger world so kind of like a dungeon scroller uh sorter in that room think a little bit i know it said it wasn't like zelda but think like link to the past where it Ah, is this one big world but you're going in screen after screen except the screens are bigger levels self-contained levels and then the moment you hit the edge of a level you will uh load screen over to the next area and then there is a map that sort of shows you how all these areas are interconnected And uh, each of these levels are fairly big. Okay. Uh, so you're not hidden like load screens over and over again, which I'd knocked uh, the previous game for. So uh, it has that going for it. It, it, do- it seemed like it was going to be initially a very simplistic game, but it isn't because of how it does its magic use. So this game, you are... So this is a Harry Potter element, which is... It dives deeper than I thought it would go in in a very good way. It is... uh, You are a mage. You are casting spells. And uh, you have four spells that you have... That they give you access to almost at the very beginning. Like, you go through a very quick tutorial, and boom, you got your four spells. And then the rest of the abilities you get... Uh, from then on is essentially augmenting those four spells okay, into turning them into things that are dramatically different. Yeah, dude, so I'm not hearing any any kind of Harry Potter or Zelda. What were they thinking? 
All right. I think you were just throwing names at us to well, try to get so, us. So you do get wands as your as like your your casting. But that's item. Not, that's not about the gameplay. If anything, well, you're this sounds magic. like. All the time. I cast magic today. But, uh, like, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's not a game. <laughs> no, what I'm getting at is it sounds more I like... I um, to that one. <laughs> it, it sounds more like a fantasy uh, a fantasy um, variation of a game like Gunstar Heroes. No. You know, you get, yeah, you get the different uh, ammos, and you combine them to make uh, a third type of ammo, you but, know? But that's a more action-oriented game. This is, uh, this is more adventurous. It is uh, mm-hmm. it is along the lines of probably about the same amount of combat that you'd experience that, that, in a in a Zelda game. So what do you how do you def- how would you comment on the progression of the game? Like enemies, I think there's, there's a ample supply of challenges, or you're just yeah yeah it, repetitious on a certain level after certain it's a nice forever. it's a very yeah. nice mixture of. Uh, uh, basic enemy combat, or you know, different enemies and whatnot, but like the the basic minions, right? Combat with them, boss battles, and puzzles, okay. uh, and especially environmental pu- puzzles. Uh, and it's always uh, shuffling that around. There's also quests that you can pick up, but the quests are generally gonna be towards something that you're already going to do. So it is a very, very linear game, even though you can go wherever you want okay, in the world cool. map. It's very guided. It's staring you down the right area that you need to do. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're using these augmentations that you get, and every time you do a boss battle, or every time you go into an area uh, or solve a puzzle that is there, it's not a, a forced puzzle, but if you do solve it, you'll get reward for it, uh, yeah. whether it be through like permanent in- stat increases or through a new augmentation that you can do for your spell and when you augment the spell you can augment the spell multiple times so it's it's interesting like you get this uh this very useless spell at the very beginning where it's this fire and you light it in front of you but then you get an augmentation that allows you to move that fire and then it turns like it into fire, a, and yeah. then you get turn it that turn that to ice well, it, it, tur- it then turns it into a ball of fire that actually moves, so it's a fireball. You nice. launch it forward. And then you can get another augmentation where you're moving the fire, and then it homes in on enemies. So now nice. it's a homing fireball. And then you can get another augmentation that you attach it to all of those other augmentations that says, trigger this once you hit something. And then this this is another spell that you can piece together oh, nice. completely different with a different cool. element to it. So I'm like doing fireballs and when it hits a target, it causes an explosion and it'll chain to other enemies. It, it sounds it, familiar. It sounds like... Um uh, maybe uh, I'm thinking of Crystallis or Faxanadu uh, for the NES. If any of you guys played that, Faxanadu—that is old. Yes, it is. Um, but in that, Faxanadu is kind of slick, man. If you got an emulator or uh, or like an NES, uh, I can I can I can I can get that to you. But uh, it's this old game where you're a knight, basically a knight questing fantasy game, and you build up your armor. So it's like what starts off as you know a single piece of armor becomes the basis for like you know the last chain armor. Which you know, as you get as you get as you get larger and fighting more hardcore enemies, that chain armor is the base for you know this huge ass like attack armor and stuff. Your weapon you shut off with the with a dagger, which you can actually uh, chain a larger blade onto. And because you had that base, you're more familiar with operating. You don't have to learn a new weapon nice. and things. And now so you've got added. now you've got like a big ass broad axe where the base is your uh, is your 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 initial weak ass dagger and stuff. And you know how to use this thing because you know how to use the da- it. It's cool. It's interesting. It was like I, don't, I, didn't, I haven't really heard. Of any other games doing that until you mentioned this and I'm like that's kind of along that lines. Yeah. So it sounds like you didn't hate this man. Would you uh, say thumbs up, thumbs 
down. Oh, definite thumbs up. Uh, now, now that I said that, I do remember one other fault of the game, and that is the, like, yeah, yo, wait a minute, man. <laughs> the audio, the audio levels are not well balanced at all. Uh, when you're in the overworld, mm-hmm. uh, the music is very subdued. Pretty much everything's very subdued, other than some of the sound effects that are a bit louder than what they should. But that can be sort of fixed in a patch, and I, I they should fix it because you know you do have to crank up the volume a bit louder than you do in other games, and even then you're missing out on some sounds like you. Can't can't hear the music. The music sounds good. Mm. It's just you can't really hear it compared to everything else. Other, other than those things, this game is uh, great. It is such a pleasant surprise. The graphics are beautiful. The control it controls really well. The puzzles are they're actually very interesting. It's it's a great game. It's twenty five dollars on Steam, which is the same price that Regalia was, and I definitely recommend this over Regalia. All right, cool. Thank you, Johnny. All right, so Mages of Mistralia. Yes. All right, pick it up. 